Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going back to the 80s again, second week in a row. We are talking about our top 10 favorite 80s sci-fi and fantasy films. And uh, we've got another uh, returning champion here. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's Matt. And it's Hyde. And I'm Michael. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, Matt filling in for Ron again. Uh, like I told you last week, he's filling in um, all month long, except for the last episode when Ron's back. Uh, because Ron guys. doesn't know anything about uh, 80s movies. So I appreciate you guys asking me to do this. I'm, right. I'm, really, I'm really happy to be here. Right. I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, you are you, you do bring the movie knowledge. And we're happy you're here, too. <laughs> and I want to make sure... Uh, Feel the love, everybody. Feel the love. Due to the length of last week's episode, uh, we forgot to mention, uh, I, we got a user-submitted uh, top ten list. Uh, shout out Nick. Uh, blank, blank Spacer. spacer something. Some numbers. Mr. Pickle Rick himself. Mr. Pickle Rick himself. Mr. Pickle of the Week. The man who coined the phrase Pickle of the Week. <laughs> shout out my boy Nick. Uh, he gave us his top ten list. I'll read it to you. Uh, we won't react to it, really. Uh, t- 10 to 1. 10, Terminator. 9, Young Guns. 8, Conan the Destroyer. He Ooh. says, yes, the second one. Uh, Bloodsport from 88. <laughs> K- Karate Kid from 84. Raiders of the Lost Ark from 81. Predator from 87. Big Trouble in 86. Robocop 87. And Die Hard 88. That's pretty good. Like, it's a solid list. Bloodsport. Kumate. Yeah, I completely forgot about Bloodsport. How about Bloodsport. How about the Bloodsport and Conan, Conan Two? Why two? I don't know, man. You got to talk. To he Nicholas. needs. Yeah, next time he's in Westheimer, just give him a call or have him call <laughs> yeah, me. Have him call. Yes, please do that. I'm going to. I'm yeah, going no, to. seriously. Like I am. Like why? It's so <laughs> bad. Okay. So before we get into yeah. our top ten list for uh, 80s sci-fi, a little bit of transparency. We are recording this Tuesday of last week, right on September the fourth. On the fourth, yep. Um, but so there was some Captain Marvel news. So come talk to us at any of our locations and yeah. ask us what we thought about this. They're announcing some Captain Marvel news tomorrow, the day that last week's episode went live. So yep. we have no idea what it is. You want a, you want a secret about me with the, when it comes to Captain Marvel? What's that? I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel more than I'm looking forward to Avengers Four. Wow. Because we talked about it last episode. I'm a sucker for airplane movies. And what is Carol Danvers' number one job? Flying around in space? She is a fighter pilot. There you go. And I am 100% looking forward to seeing her be a fighter pilot. Do some sweet tricks. For for five minutes of the movie. For five minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's fine. She'll try spinning. (laughs) That's a good trick. trick. Yeah. I hate um, you. I hate you so much. Because <laughs> Kylo Ren did the exact same thing in episode I know! Eight. And when he did that, I was like, oh, that's a neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Wait, um, we're anyway, we're going to make sure we also know, don't forget our pickle, pickle of the week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Ron. All right. Um, so my pickle of the week is Fantastic Four number two, uh, Dan Slott and Sarah Pichelli. Uh Killed it with the first issue. I'm really hoping that it continues to be awesome. Uh, mine is Infinity Wars number three. This story is, it's a really cool little cosmic Infinity story. I'm I'm digging it. I like the reveal of uh, who Requiem was, and if you haven't read it yet, pick Spoilers. it up. It's great. Yeah, I, I like the spoiler covers that they're doing. Too. I do too. Those are, those yeah. are fun. Um, mine is Suicide Squad forty three, which is part of the Sink Atlanta story. Suicide yeah. Squad versus Mira, essentially, because that's what it is. Right. Yeah, man. Because she has taken over the Aquaman book now. Well, for more or less, because she it's it's about her rise to the throne. Are they making Aquaman more like Momoa's Aquaman in the comics? No, I'm no? that's that's the thing okay. that he. I mean, he's maybe still, an attitude. Not even. No, no. I mean, he's I'm not reading it. Not yelling woohoo as he dives down to the water. Yeah, beer me, bro. <laughs> My man. My man. 
That was beer me. That was the one shot in that in the Justice League trailer when it showed up, and I was like, "Damn it, I might actually have to see this movie now." <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna make Aquaman not a joke, you get Jason Momoa. But he's still kind. Of, he's, a, he's still a joke. He's still kind of a but, joke. You take him a little more seriously. Well, yeah, because he can beat the ever-living god out of you. I mean, his bodyguards are the mini-bosses. Yeah. <laughs> I never oh thought god. of it like that. That's genius. Genius, oh sir. But anyway, let's go ahead and throw it to our brand new, as of a week ago, top ten. Top ten. I do like that music. That is pretty it's, cool. It's great. The it bomb is, helps. It's the, the, the bomb, the bomb helps. sound effect is fantastic. Now let's hope that I don't change it in post to be the one without the bomb because then it will sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Um, okay, so we're going to start with our top 10 80s sci-fi and horror movie. Uh, sorry, sci-fi and fantasy, fantasy. movie. There you go. Horrors next week. Sorry. Yes. It's late. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit. Anyway, uh, still down to record three episodes, man. <laughs> I mean, if you want, man, I could do this oh, all man. day. Ooh, brutal. All right. So, anyway, my number uh, 10 is Heavy Metal. Uh, 1981 um, animated film. Yes. Um, and it's directed by somebody I don't remember. It's, it's, it's produced got, by Ivan Reitman. Yeah, Reitman produced it. Man, that movie, that movie gave me nightmares as a kid. Movie's really trippy and really strange, and it has um, a lot of uh, Canadian actors that are more well known now uh, doing voices. Uh, yeah. John, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Harold mm-hmm. uh, Ramis, and I mean we, we can't we have to address the soundtrack of that movie is, is so fly. It is so good. Like you got man. Sammy Hagar singing the main title, and, and no man, the Blue Oyster Cult uh, song, uh, Veterans of the Psychic Wars, yeah, is like one of my go to. That song. Uh, songs. That I, song rules. <laughs> yeah, this whole movie rules. And yeah. and you get, well, I forget the name of it's, the movie. There's a bunch of vignettes, right? Yeah. Um, and you get the one with the taxi driver that is basically the plot of Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifth Element was inspired by Harry. Oh, it was Harry Canyon. That's what it was. <laughs> That's the name of it. Yeah, Heavy Metal. If you don't know anything about Heavy Metal, it's a definitely a. Sexual, sex, sensual, it, sexual. There's a, there's a lot of boobs. Eroticism. There's a lot of boobs. There's a lot of boobies. And uh, what are your thoughts on the sequel? Heavy Metal 2000. Not a fan. Okay. I love Heavy Metal magazine. I, I've I like, always I've been a big fan of it forever. Okay. Uh, and I love it now that Grant Morrison is on board. Yeah. And he's the editor. And he really. We actually I talked about Heavy Metal two weeks ago when we mentioned. Um, top ten artists. Top ten artists. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, you know, I'll have to show you one of my favorite top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I like the sequel though. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's fine. Yeah, but, but it's like, not, it's, it's not as good. It's it, it, this one is a, is a really big deal. Like th- this yeah. movie. I mean, they got in, they got in some crazy animators to come do this stuff. Yeah. Um, the the, um, the bomber the bomber short is uh, my favorite for obvious the, reasons. Well, yeah. well, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but it scared the crap out of me. So B seventeen. Yeah, B seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really good, uh, and that was the one that had a. Uh, the heavy metal taking a ride song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I love heavy metal. Um, if you haven't seen it, I actually don't think you can watch it on streaming services. You have to go buy it yeah. physically. Yeah. Um, Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. You know. 
Um, but let's go, Matt. What's your number ten? Uh, the Last Starfighter, which is a repeat further up on the list, just yes. as a heads up. So yeah. we'll we'll talk about it in just a second. The Last Fighter Starfighter is great. Yeah, I being a kid that played a lot of video games growing up, I was like, yeah, this is my dream. I would love <laughs> to have the whole fate of the universe on my shoulders. Right. I'll yeah. throw out some sad news when we get to it later. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Something that just broke today too. Or. Today, as in September 4th. Okay. Yes, today, as in a week ago. Um, Peek behind the curtain, folks. Yeah, right. Uh, Hyde, what's your number 10? Uh, we're going to skip this one, too, just a little bit, but I will mention it. It is The Last Crusade. Oh, well, uh, oh, yeah, because we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week. We yeah, talk about last yeah. week. So, can you tell me why? Can you? Well, our discussion for The Last Crusade, which we talked about last week, mm-hmm. why do you have it on action, and why do you have it on sci-fi fantasy? You can go first. It's your pick. Because if I were to put it on a list, I'd put it... I would have a hard time. I... I I, I don't... It's definitely not sci-fi. Mm-mm. But it, it, it it's has definitely fantasy. Fantasy elements. It, yes. I don't know. I, could, I think it'd go either way. I mean... But if you take out the fantasy elements... It is... In, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones is a still interesting character. Like, if you... It's not like if you take the fantasy elements out of, like, a movie like... Uh, labyrinth where like yeah. nothing would happen like right the action it's a action fantasy it's not a fantasy it has a fa- yeah. fantasy skin on an action movie yes, yes. i got you but i, I c- it can be on, it can live on both lists oh yeah i'm, I'm for sure I'm, yeah it's great. not mad at that it's great that it can that's but, why that's why those movies are great because it's not just one genre it is multiple genres you can watch exactly yeah um well moving right along to number nine something that we haven't talked about in a while actually we talked about Last year, uh, in Sci-Fi Month, is my number nine is Akira, 1988. That's two animated movies in a row, folks. Woo! Two, um, directed by uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. <laughs> uh, I don't watch cartoons. Uh, I've never seen this. You've never really? seen Akira. I've never seen this. Wow! I am not. You want to borrow my steelbook? <laughs> I'm not the biggest uh, fan of anime. Neither am I, my dude. It's but, it, man. I can't. It's something about the art style that I can't really get into, which I, is interesting because this new Star Wars series is based heavily on anime styles, and I love the way it looks. So, I'm, right. In, well, in Star Wars, you're predisposed. Uh, Iron Man, Armored Adventures. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, I'm not a big anime guy either. Mm-hmm. Um, as is, I'm learning by doing these anime of the decades shows that we've been doing. We've done anime of the pre 70s, seven, 60s and 70s, yeah. and then 80s and then 90s. Uh, we're doing 2000s, I think, next month or the month after. I don't remember. Right. Um, and fun and with that one. <laughs> and I'm going through watching a bunch of anime, stuff that I've never seen before. We right. did an anime starter pack episode on how to get started watching anime. anime. But, you know, I, I think of anime films as different. Mm-hmm. And Akira is, like, the best anime film that I think has ever been made. I'm pretty sure. You could, Yeah, I, you could I, absolutely make that argument. I mean... it's on everybody's list when it comes Right. It is. And it's clearly... Um, inspired from Blade Runner. Oh yeah, no, I've um, seen like I've seen like clips and whatnot. I've seen like stills, and I've I've flipped through the books when we have them. Right, it's really good, man. And it's it's again, it's on my list. Yeah. I, think, I think my girlfriend has it, so I've got the I've got the steel book if you need it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, but anyway, no, I love Akira. Um, I'd be really excited for this often rumored Nolan live action re- remake that's never going to happen. Oh yeah, no. I'd be was I'd, Spielberg attached to it at one point. I mean, everyone was. was attached to that movie. I mean, it's never going to happen. It's going to be like Battle Angel. If Alita does well, yeah. yeah. Alita's not going to do well though. It's not. It is. Which not. is sad. Well, he, you got the wrong director on it. In September of 2017, it was announced that Taika Waititi 
was in talks to possibly be the director of the live action uh, adaptation. <gasps> and I love Taika Waititi, but that and makes that's a no bad, sense. That's a bad fit. Um, however, Waititi later revealed that his intent to keep uh, the ethnicity ethnicity of the characters intact. I don't know whatever that has to do with anything. Um, but who would you have direct a live action? That that's Christopher pretty, Nolan. 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 Hundred percent. No, Denny Villeneuve. I was gonna say yeah. Villeneuve. I would, but I would not. But, no. No, oh, God, no. no. no Veneuve will be redundant, though, because he just did 2049. So, like... It would be the same it'd, style. It'd be very yeah. similar. Like, he'd just be making 2040... 2050. Like... Yeah. I don't know. I... I don't know. That's tough. I really don't know. It's it's a it's a good question you, to pose, because there... Man. There are only a handful of directors you could really trust with that property. Yeah, for real. I don't know. That'd be really hard. I mean, short of somebody that's unproven, I mean, you get Denny Villeneuve, you get... Nolan. Nolan. What if you get like Ryan Johnson to do it? Man, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I like Ryan Johnson, but I don't. But see, that's like like with like Justin Lin too. Like he's really big with like Robotech and stuff. Uh, And so like it has to be someone that has a passion for that kind of stuff. Like Lin could do it, I think. I I do too, but I don't think Lin would have. He'll have the aesthetic for it. He won't have the storytelling for it. But if this ever comes out, if there ever if there ever is a live action, you must see the anime before the live. Oh no no! Uh, It's it's on my list. It's it's yeah. But I know as as a man with a list as well, I know how long the list gets. Oh dude, it's it's not good. Dude, it's bad. It's, It's bad. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I stay awake at night thinking about how bad this is. I'm, I'm trying to cut down. Oh, I have cut down on buying physical movies. I can't. I, I have. I, I'm, I have to because like I, I ran out of space. I'm having to. I'm like I'm having to like research what type of shelves hold over a thousand <laughs> Blu-rays. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm, yeah. What, I'm, what am I doing with my time? Yeah. But um, like when, when I want to watch like something new, I'm like, do I really want to watch this? I'll go back and watch, watch Heat Wars. again. I'll watch Heat for like the nineteenth time. Let me, let me just watch Top Gun. Yeah, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. But anyway, what's your what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Tron, the nineteen eighty two classic. Is that an, a new one's list up again? Or it no. is. But go ahead and take um, it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Tron's great. Groundbreaking when it comes to Absolutely. computer effects. Right. Um, but it was not the first movie with a computer effect in it. And there is a film on my list that had the first computer effect in a movie. Mm-hmm. So I will come back to that. Okay, but uh, no, Tron's great. Tron is fantastic. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Tron's that excellent of a film. It's a, it was ahead of its time in the '80s. That's why it didn't do terribly great. But it was when Disney was kind of branching out and doing live action films. Like in the late '70s, they did The Black Hole. Yep. They did. Um, they did Tron. They did Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. They did all these movies where they're trying to test like if they could do something outside of animation, and having it kind of set in an animated type world was kind of cheating for them. Oh, yeah. But the way they filmed that movie and, like, how everybody's, like, in black and white but the suits are color and it's just... It's a really cool way to look at how movies were made back in the day when CG wasn't great. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it and it's still... A, it's a fun story. You have a really cool villain in Sark and the Master Control Program. Yep. And you are cheering for Jeff Bridges the entire time, and he is so much fun in that movie. Absolutely. I love him in that movie. He's, he's like, you're, you're, he's one of those heroes that you're just like, yeah, I, I'm cheering for this guy because I would love to hang out with this guy. Oh, yeah. That's one of those guys you would just love to hang out with. For sure. So, yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I like I like Tron, but mm. I, I don't, I don't I never go back and watch Tron. I don't know why. That's fair enough. It's I, just not really. I agree. With, and So to be fair, it is up higher on my list than mm-hmm. yours. Um, but I have it more or less for the technical aspect of the film itself than anything else. The story is pretty run-of-the-mill. Yep. 
but it's it's cool. It's just so cool to see it in an environment that I've oh, never yeah. seen it before. Oh yeah, and no, that's kind of like it's kind of a cheat. But I also agree with Michael too that it's just like I, like I don't think I even saw Tron Legacy outside of theaters. The sequel's got more rewatchability though. It does. I actually think Legacy is more rewatchable because of that soundtrack. Honestly, yeah, I have the soundtrack. That, that, so that Daft Punk soundtrack is so solid. Yeah, but I um, I haven't watched the first. I haven't watched Tron in a while. But I can I can go back and watch it, and I understand why you why people don't go back and watch Legacy. But the visuals, man. Like, yeah. In both movies. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Groundbreaking. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Hyde, what's your number nine? My number nine, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one again either. Is... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no kidding. Like, We're going to get to the top five and so, just be like, hey, we mentioned this, mentioned that, mentioned so, that. So, so, but real quick, as, as a little bit of inside behind the curtain here, when Hyde was reading us his list so I could put it in our little spreadsheet at <laughs> time, I'm just like, oh man, I forgot all this what? stuff. Like, uh. like your next like six movies, I was like, oh yeah, I love that. That's great, wonderful. Michael almost had a like, he almost like broke down and like, oh, I gotta go do my list. Yeah, I gotta remake a second. it. We're gonna stop. Like, we're gonna... yeah. See, and, and for insight on how I did it too, and I huh. tried to do it on a basis where. I wasn't going to put a movie that everyone else would have had on their list. That's a good call, because, like, your next, like, three for sure, I weren't even on my radar. Like, <laughs> I have a few on here. So. Because, yeah, yeah, you do too. But, like, this is... What's your number nine, Hyde? My, my number nine, Ghostbusters. Man, like, it, it is, of course, a sci-fi fantasy movie. Yeah. Of course it is. 100%. I, but in my mind, I just go to comedy, so I, I just yep. completely yeah. write it off. Because you, you don't think about the visuals, you think about the actors themselves. Right. I can tell you that's exactly why. It, that is exactly why. You're right. And that is, a, that is a good choice, my guy. That is, yeah. Ghostbusters is really good. Ghostbusters 2, whatever. Yeah. But, it's like, fine. It's fine. It's the same movie. It's fine. Yeah. And I even like the remake, I, honestly. I, I like the remake, too. I the remake I... was really solid. I actually don't like the remake. Really? Because I think that the direction on it wasn't focused. If you watch that movie again, the scenes go on too long and they're ad-libbing too much. It's like... Um, I just don't like Melissa McCarthy. That's just my thing. That's not a, the, best, a... the best two actor, actresses in that movie were Kate McKinnon yep. and Leslie Jones. Yeah, I like Kristen Wiig, too. I like, yeah, Kristen Wiig... I, I was annoyed by her character in that movie. I can see that, Yeah, but... I, I like the remake. I like the remake better than two. Yeah, I, I like, I like I, two. I agree with that too. I mean, I don't think you're going to beat the first one. No, no, you can't. It's it's. I mean, you could, I guess, but like, like we were talking about last episode, it's become parody to this right, point. Exactly, because it's, it's so, so iconic. It's, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things on this list that um, it's '84, right? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, but no, Ghostbusters. Those effects look great, too. Oh, yeah. Even today, still. Like, yeah, Slimer and, oh, man, that whole scene. Whoa, great shooting, Tex. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just do a Ghostbusters? Can we watch Ghostbusters next month? Tell us about the Twinkie. Oh, my God. What about the Twinkie, Ray? (laughs) That's a big Twinkie. (laughs) You know, Ron's never seen Ghostbusters. That does not shock me. Nothing should shock you if Ron hasn't seen it. But Ron hasn't been outside. Oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> Ron's never seen the sun or the moon. <laughs> well, I mean, with these last couple of weeks, he's been playing Spider-Man, so oh, that's probably that's true. true. Fair enough, dude. Freaking I'm so looking forward to, to that. I need to buy that. I do, too. I haven't bought it yet. Um, anyway, um, moving on to, I think we're on number eight. eight. Um, my number eight is a unique pick, um, okay. for sure. My number eight is a... All right, I'm going to give you the, the credits here. See if you can get it, Ron. Or Matt, whatever your name is. All right. <laughs> No, I need, do I need to put my name tag back on? <laughs> yes, go please. put it back on. <laughs> uh, 1988. Okay. Directed by Ron Howard. 
Willow. Uh, correct. Willow. Well played, sir. Yeah, man. Val uh, Kilmer, Warwick Davis. Yes. Uh, yeah. Story by George Lucas. Yes. Um, originally, uh, apparently, he had, he had the idea for this movie in like 72, 73. Dude had a lot of good ideas back yeah. in the, Right before Star Wars came out, before he kind of had to like actually finish Star Wars. <laughs> right. He had so many great starts to stories. No, no, Willow, I loved Willow so much as a little kid. That's great. Um, it's about uh, Warwick Davis, and he plays this uh, this guy who, he's a farmer, and mm-hmm. he inherits a baby. Yes. He finds a baby, and then Val Kilmer's in it and plays like a ranger. Yeah, and, and Kilmer's performance is actually a lot of fun. Like, yeah. it's another one of those heroes who was like, I, I think this would be who's kind the, of a cool character to hang out with. Who's the evil sorceress lady? Oh, um. Is it, uh. Joan Wally? Yeah, she I did. guess, or Jean Marsh. I'm looking at the cast list, and it's one of those two ladies. But um, I, I loved this movie so much. And if you, and, and what's weird about Willow is it's not available to stream. No, on any, yeah. Anywhere. I, you have it's to kind of one of those forgotten it. films. It, it, it really is. It's one of the ones that I feel like could have been referenced in Ready Player One novel. Like like something like Lady Hawk. Yeah. Like, I like Lady Hawk. Yeah. Nobody's ever talked about Lady Hawk, but it has a little bit of a resurgence because it was mentioned in Ready Player One. I think the same thing with Excalibur. Excalibur. Right, sure, exactly. But Willow, completely, nobody's talking about Willow. No. I named my cat Willow. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Shout out Willow, she's 17. For some reason. No, go ahead. No, go on. Uh, Willow was actually the reason that Ron Howard got the solo job. Really? Because he had worked on that, and then they had also worked on American Graffiti, but. George really had seen his directing capabilities in Willow. Okay. So there was also a video game that was pretty good too. That's yeah. why I remember this. And you reminded me because of Solo. It was right after Solo was released. Mm-hmm. They started talking about doing a sequel. Okay. Yes. Uh, Ron Howard and Lucasfilm seriously considering doing a sequel to Willow. That'd be Which awesome. Which would be really cool. But again, we talked about it last week with Val Kilmer. What would would they bring him back? Would they add another character? I mean, at this point, why not? I yeah. Mean, you have all these guys coming back to do their sequels, to come back and restart their franchises mm-hmm. or end their franchises. Why not? Yeah, I mean... I'm... And Val Kilmer, despite going through throat cancer and everything, looks great on the set of Top Gun 2. Yeah, yeah. He, right. Like, all this, all the set photos and whatnot, all the stuff that he posts on Facebook, He he's in shape, he's... He's got really good attitude toward everything, so I'm really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does um, after Top Gun. Last bit of Willow trivia: they did three tie-in novels. Yes. Well, there was an adaptation. Yes. And then there were three novels: Shadow Moon, Shadow Dawn, and Shadow Star, written by Chris Claremont. Really? Yes. I think I knew that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew that. I, I, I knew that too. And then doing the research for this, I was like, oh right, uh, I forgot <laughs> about that. But yeah, apparently were they're they going to be another movie. Uh, I read the first one and I don't remember anything about it, so okay. I'm guessing not. I don't, okay. I don't That's remember fine. it at all. Yeah. Um, Matt, what is your number eight? My number eight is They Live. Awesome. I love this movie because it is just insane. Oh, absolutely. You got the you got probably one of the best like fights in movies just in the alleyway with Who directed this? Carpenter. Yep. A lot of Carpenter. A lot of Carpenter. Carpenter made like Car- Carpenter's Mr. Eighties. Carpenter yeah, and Cameron. Carpenter, Cameron. Although Carpenter's also Mr. 70s, too. Carpenter's really Mr. Cult, though. Yeah. yeah a lot this, of his stuff has big, super cult followers. Big cult movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just a big fan of Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Hell Comes to Frogtown? I haven't. Bro. It's on my, it's again, it's on, it's on, on my list. It's on the list. But Good you luck got, finding it. Yeah. <laughs> what, his list? <laughs> right. Dude, it's a book. <laughs> I'm going to publish it one day. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> list of movies that Matt needs to see. And with everybody who suggested this movie, it'd right. be great. Um, no, but like you got great 
lines like I can't say any of them. <laughs> right, but I know. It's from They Live. Yeah. Who's it? It's Pullman. Who's no, in this? It's Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. But and then Keith, Keith David. David. Yeah. Keith David. And I and there's an actor named David Keith who is also a character <laughs> that's actor. A, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but Keith David's great. Um, he's got Keith David's got just this voice. A, I, he has like you may not know who Keith David is, but, but you've, you've heard of him. Yeah. Or you you've heard him or talk. you've seen him. He's he's in he's a huge character actor. Right. For those yeah. of you like underage on s- listening to these the episodes, he, he was in Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, yeah, he was the the main guy leading you guys in the Texas, right? I think Not Texas, uh just the US stuff. No, 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 I think that was his code name was his, Texas. His code name was, I don't think it was in Texas. Well, no. In Halo, he was the arbiter. He yeah. was the arbiter in Halo. He was in Mass Effect 1. Yep. He, he was, was in all three Mass Effects. Was he's, he's, Yeah, he is actually he's was Anderson. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember what at what point Anderson wasn't in the series. He was I, in all was three. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah, his role got diminished between the right. three games. Okay, yeah. I can so, talk yeah. about that game forever. Hey, me too. I yeah. love Mass Effect. Oh god. I haven't played Andromeda yet, but I'm I, I'm gonna wait. I'm like halfway through it. Oh, well, I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm, no, I'm in no rush. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's they live. I, again, they, great movie. No, they live's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, shout out Nick. Uh, he's gonna. He, I think he has it on his horror list. Yeah, and we were talking about this a little before, but I, like I was saying, like when you when I think of horror movies, I think of one singular bad guy. This is a alien invasion film that's kind of like disguised as like a thriller with some. It's kind of one of those things, like The Thing, even though that's an alien movie, more or less. That's a horror. That's film. a horror. Film, that's a horror. But film. like, you're not going to count right. War of the Worlds or Mars Attacks. Sure. Mars Attacks is more of a comedy, well, a comedy anyways. But, yeah. but I, you could put Mars Attacks on a sci-fi list. Yeah, for you sure. could, but. I, I don't like Mars Attacks. They're also doing a sequel to that. Really? Yes, they are. Is it Tim Burton directing? I have no idea. God, I don't no, care. I hope not. As I long as not, Jack Nicholson like comes back as the president, I don't I, care. He died, though. And, and, like, that matters. It doesn't then. matter. I mean, it's then Mars Attacks. Who fine. Cares? Terry Crews. And just combine, yeah. combine, okay. combine it with Idiocracy. Up. Sign me up. Terry Crews, President Camacho, fighting aliens. Sign me up. <laughs> Why? Why not? And I just wrote that movie. There it is. I mean, it's... It, <laughs> You like you ever see that episode of South Park where uh, Cartman plays the robot who's generating ideas? Awesome. What, what what if Adam Sandler was in a movie where he blah 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 blah? Oh, that's great! Sign it up. What if Adam Sandler? It's like it's just all Adam Sandler. Rob right? Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. All right, but anyway, um, that, no, that lives great. Hi, yeah. what's your number eight? My number eight, um, Spaceballs. Spaceball. Again, I was like, man, you, you, think, of, you think of the comedy. I'm thinking you of don't comedy. think of the setting. 1987. I mean, it's a parody of another sci-fi fantasy film. I'm waiting for the sequel. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, dude. Uh, they, no, they casted everyone. They sh- so you can't you can't do that movie without John Candy. Oh, that's also yeah, you can. I mean, I I know I know you can't in your heart, but if you're Hollywood, of course you can. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hey, the problem the problem was was they weren't going to do it if Rick Moranis wasn't going to come back, and he's coming back. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard anything about this. So I'm, I, I'm, I did. I've, I have, yes, Rick Moranis has said he would come back for this. Yeah, I, which is weird because he's like Mister Not Do Hollywood anymore. Yeah, like he wow. wouldn't even cameo for Ghostbusters, which is it's really pretty his cool reasoning Rick. behind leaving Hollywood. I can get behind. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I don't if he never does a movie ever again. That's fine. More power to you. More power to you. But I think it's the Good fact that... we sticking to it for so long, though. So, yeah. so... And I think I think so more or less for him, it's just because this was... I, he really enjoyed doing this movie. It was such a different... Everybody... It looked like everybody had a fun time yeah. on set. So, um, for those of you that don't know, Spaceballs is a parody of Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> I always, I always think... 
I always forget that people haven't seen Spaceballs. You, I mean, you think about most of the like top-rated Mel Brooks movies, and you're just like, oh yeah, people haven't seen this. It, I know. It's usually Blazing Saddles, Men in Tights, yep. and then um, Young Frankenstein. And those are the three that everybody goes to. Everybody kind of forgets Spaceballs. But Silent Spa- movie. Spaceballs was my first Mel Brooks film. And I'd watch that a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then my uncle's like, hey, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles double it. feature. I love Young Frankenstein. And, it's great. And we yeah. watched those, and I, I, I'm I, so thankful that he sat me down for those. Fun fact, Blazing Saddles is also noted to have the first fart joke. Yes. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie is so great. Okay, so have you ever seen the... Jerry Seinfeld show Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Yes. Do you do Mel, do you have Mel Brooks on the show? And Carl Reiner. At the same time? At the same time. <gasps> oh, that's cool. I so, haven't so, seen that. So he goes out to dinner. So the, the premise of the show is Jerry Seinfeld gets in a car with some random comedian. It's carpool karaoke with comedians. Right. And they just talk. But yeah. then they go to have a restaurant. And they go to eat. Whatever. So he goes out to dinner with Carl, or with, uh, I don't remember, Mel Brooks. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, no, no, no! It's with Carl Reiner. Reiner, okay. And then, and then he's like, "Hey, you want to come back? You want to come over later? I'm, Mel's coming over. We're gonna watch a movie." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, absolutely." And so then, the last half of the last fifteen minutes of the episode is Jerry Seinfeld hanging out at Carl Reiner's house, waiting for Mel Brooks to come over so they can watch a movie. What movie do they end up watching? Uh, it does, they don't. They don't. They don't talk about it. I mean, that'd be great. Well, if we well they they all they, what they do is they just go rent movies. And just like action movies and garbage, you know. That's awesome. And then they talk about like they've probably seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I or bet something. you they have. <laughs> I bet you, yeah. And Mel Brooks likes talking about the these action movies. I should have brought this up last week. Where yeah. he's like, we love movies where guys say, "Secure the perimeter," or "Go, go, go," or "Get some rest." <laughs> <laughs> like like that, those are our types of movies. Oh my god, yeah! It's it's a really good episode, and the, yeah. they're just so funny. Yeah, and they just bust Jerry's chops the whole oh, time. Oh, oh. Like he's such, they treat him like such a young boy. Like it's just like he's just <laughs> yeah, he's a scrub. punching bag. Yeah, yeah. I was like Jerry Seinfeld, you, creator of the most popular show. You of can't all time. say anything to Mel Brooks for that either. I know it's it's so good. Yeah, those guys are like man, and they just they're giants. They're gods among men. When it and comes they're just to that sitting stuff. there. Eating out of Chinese takeout, watching a movie. Dude, that doesn't surprise me actually. Yeah. But no, Mel Brooks is a legend, man. Mel Brooks is great. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to number seven, uh, we're gonna have two competing franchises in this number seven. Uh, oh yeah. I'll go first. Go for it, uh, sir. I've returned to the Jedi, Star Wars. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's a great film. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean. <laughs> I, I also don't like pe- – there's a lot of people that will like to disparage Return of the Jedi. It's like – Because they had the Ewoks as a kid's movie. <laughs> I, it's not Star a, Wars are kids' movies. Yeah. Like, they are. They're movies Get that, over it. They're, they're two-hour-long toy commercials. You like them as an adult. I mean, that's fine. I like them as adults, too. But they're kids' movies. The, the newer ones are less kids' movies. They're more like teenager movies. Um, yeah, they're – They're not as kiddie. No. It's like Doctor Who used to be a super kid show, yeah, yeah. and now it is a family it show. Is, like, no, it's, not, it's not, not a family much, show. It's not really a family show anymore. It's way more dark. I want them to do but, that with like Teletubbies or something. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like, Jeez. I don't get the complaints about the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. I like, I like the Ewoks, great. too. I like I the Ewoks. Great. I think it's a, it's a smart addition to the story. Have you ever heard the story of um, when George Lucas tried to get David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Uh, I vaguely, I, 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 no, tell me. Oh my god! And, and, like he's, like, I'm a huge David Lynch fan. That's, it, uh, that'd be great. Lynch was like, 
And then he showed me this thing on the board, and it was a Wookiee, and I had such a headache. <laughs> and then he took me out to this restaurant that just had salads. And it, I love salads, but you got to have a cheeseburger every now and again. And he's yelling. He's like, I had such David a headache. only yells. And he's like, and I called my agent, and I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> and I'm just like. I'm just glad we didn't get to see like Chewbacca like take off his head and it was like a skull that was just screaming or something. Can you imagine that movie? Just though? screaming, I have a headache. Yeah, it was just been terrifying. But I love David Lynch. But yeah, I would look. I would absolutely look up that interview. But if, if you've never seen it, also go. Uh, there's a recent David Lynch documentary called the uh, The Artist Life. Okay, it's really good. It's yeah. a documentary about David Lynch but, and what he's doing now. But Empire's great. Oh, not Empire. Uh, Return uh, of the Jedi is great. Return of the Jedi is great. Empire's better. But Return, Return of the Jedi is got... great. Return of the Jedi has the best scene between Luke and Leia. Agreed. Yeah, that scene where they're talking at the, in the treehouses at Endor is... And going back and watching it after Carrie Fisher passed away, it's kind of just like, wow, they yeah. really were best friends making these films. And I, I like Return of the Jedi better than I like A New Hope. Um, if we're ranking the original three, it's, it's, close. it's Empire and then Return of the Jedi, then A New Hope. I would it's, agree with that. When we had well. our solo show... Uh, my rankings of the Star Wars films have changed since. I'm, I'm sure they have. Oh, they I, they constantly change for me. Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've recently rewatched Last Jedi, and I kind of have a little more problems, some more problems with it, but I still like that movie a lot. Right. But, I mean... I have a the, problem with the fan base, but whatever. I have a huge yeah, problem I, with the fan base. Yeah. I thought that's a whole show that we could do. We but could, we can't. No, well, we can't, really. We, nope. No. Yeah. No, 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 we're staying away from it. Yeah, it's... It's a good call. Because too many people... I will get violent. Yeah, I don't have problems. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's but anyway, um, stop being jerks to people online. And don't... I, that's good, that's just, good advice. Just, just don't be a jerk, just, period. Just, yeah. Quit being a cyber bully. Yeah. To people who are in movies that you didn't like. Yeah. To people you'll never meet in real yeah. life. Yeah. Call Ever. Them. Yeah. Anyway. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. All right. Good. Uh, Matt, what's your number uh, seven? My number seven is Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. And that's the one with the whales. It's the one with the whales. It's the one with the whales. That's how you identify it. It's the one with the whales. It's the one with the whales. Okay, so remind me real quick. The, the rule for Star Trek movies is the odd numbers are the good ones. The, and the odd numbers are the bad ones. The even numbers are the good ones. Okay. So the, okay. Four right. is... Okay, so... Uh, so two and four are good. Yeah. Two, four, six are great. Okay. You can make the argument for three, because three is kind of in a trilogy with two, three, and four. That the search for... Search, search for Spock. Spock. It's, the, it's, it's the weakest of the three movies that were made in that quick little era. Right. Um... But four is fantastic because it takes Kirk, Spock, and the gang, and throws them into 1986. Oh, that's right. And it is. I've only seen this movie once. It is so funny because you have Kirk and the crew walking across, like jaywalking, and like a taxi right. cab's honking at him. It's like yelling obscenities of him, and like Kirk has no <laughs> idea what he's like. And so he just like comes over the obscenity just on his own. Right. And then Spock calls him out on it later. He's like, "Why are you using the?" colorful metaphors and it just all this stuff is great and you have like the like are they violating the prime directive by giving the transparent aluminum like right uh, thing and it's just i love i love that sort of sci-fi trope where you get the super advanced people who have to come to modern time yeah or you know our our current earth yeah like like or like when thor is in the in the first avengers movie or first thor movie when he has to go just hang out and go eat a diner. Yeah, that give me whatever's big enough to ride. Yeah, <laughs> another. That, that was great. And like the scene where he's talking to Jane about like the different realms. That's the right. best. That's one of the best scenes in that movie. Right. I love that trope. Yeah. And and, and the cool thing about it is because they have to go back in time because there's this alien probe that is trying to communicate with something on Earth, but it's a humpback whale, and all humpback <laughs> whales are extinct. 
Right. So they have to go back in time, grab some humpback whales, and fast forward them into the future, pretty much. But they use a, uh, the tech, the not the tech, but the method of going back in time is something they used in the original show. So they do a massive callback to it. Okay. And they're like, yeah, we did this before. Let's do it again, and let's see if it works. And they and they do it, and it pulls. And the movie is just. It's fun. It's, it came out around Christmas. So if you watch it around Christmas, it's got a very holiday I think, film. I think this is the last one that I saw of, of the original cast Star Trek movies. I don't think I saw past four. Six is fantastic. Six is The Wall Comes Down in Space. Okay. It's so good. Okay. It's my favorite of all the Star Trek films from the original run. Okay. Yeah. Hyde, what's your number seven? My number seven, John Hughes, 1985. Man. Weird Science. God, another banger from Hyde. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing the thunder with like, these good out-of-left-field comedies. Yeah, man. Oh, and he's throwing God. strikes from left. Dude, like, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, this is just... Um, weird Science is great. I... Doesn't age well with some of the... Uh, no, it, no. The, the entire concept of the movie does not age well. No, but... The, but the movie is awesome. Yes. However, like again, it's, based it, on the it's, 19... super pro- it's super problematic in 2018. Oh, yeah. Based on the 1950s EC comic of the same title. Yes. Yes. Um, it stars Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Michael Smith. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell Smith, sorry. Um, and they are designing their ideal woman. Oh God. Who's the actress? Remind me. Uh, it is uh, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kelly LeBrock. Sh- yeah, and like. I can't imagine what the casting was for for that movie. I don't. I, I and can't. And Robert Downey Jr. is in it. I yeah. can't imagine what shady <laughs> casting stuff was going on for but this like, movie. You know what I mean? Understand? Okay, yeah. But, I, I but, but I'm thinking about like, like, like other models who, who were up who, for the role. Yeah, who came up for the role for that? I mean, that could be insane. Yeah. Like, but if I it's mean, not it, Kelly LeBrock, the movie doesn't work very well. No. No. She's she's got really good comedic timing. No, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's fantastic. And right. isn't Bill Paxton in that? Bill Paxton, yeah, he plays one of the older brothers. Yep, he plays the older brother. The only other maybe Carol Alt. She was of that of that time. That might she would have been. I don't know. She would have been a l- little yeah. bit older. No, was Carol Alt. Have... Carol Alt was in the. Gosh, mm, what was the Hulk Hogan movie with the boat? Why is my only thought Mr. Mom? <laughs> Hulk Hogan had that TV series and movie where they had a boat. It was like Knight Rider. Thunder in Paradise. Oh wow, you pulled that Thunder up. Like, you didn't even look down at your laptop. I'm yeah, impressed. I was. I was still in the middle of looking that Thunder up. I'm impressed. That's very. Uh, that's and very good. Carol Alt was the woman on okay. the show, and she was like a retired supermodel, and that was in the '90s, and she was super funny in and I want to say Tropic Thunder and Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> it's a garbage show. Oh, I bet. If you could, it it ran for maybe two seasons. Had two movies. Hulk Hogan, some some guy that looked like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, but wasn't. You know. They had a smart boat. <laughs> well, oh man, that sounds horrible. Oh, it's like it's like bad, you know dude. they should have done a three way crossover with that uh, Airwolf and Knight Rider. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Austin from the Washington Store who definitely has seen all of Thunder in Paradise. I, I don't even have to ask him; I know he has. Shout, shout out to my boy because I've seen him all too. But anyway, yeah, no. But so go back to what you were saying is I don't see anybody other than Kelly Kill Brock. Yeah. Uh, other than Carol Alt, who was really funny, but I don't know if that that, that time it wouldn't. Tra- sense. I don't think it would have worked. No, no, definitely not. But this, have you watched this movie recently? Doesn't hold up. Well. It, not no, at all. Uh, not best. It, best remembered with the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, of, and if you can go into it like being like, all right, let's pretend I'm in nineteen eight in the nineteen eighties right now, and just and that this isn't super offensive. <laughs> yeah, but that's like every. That's like every. That's like a lot of these movies. It's like it's Predator, even Predator. Predator. Uh, God, like. It's like Crazy, like, like we're Jesse Ventura is using yeah. like slurs. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ventura is going nuts. It's like, my dude, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, but Weird Science is great. Written by John Hughes, who's awesome. Uh, up until? Well, up until Drillbit Taylor and Home Alone. We talked about the shout out John Hughes Home, last Home week. Home Alone, Home Alone 2. No, he, he, I think he wrote Home Alone 3. Three. But didn't he write Home Alone 2 as well? Uh, did he? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He Oh, he's written and directed by John Hughes on this one. Yeah. Um, oh, man, he's done... John Hughes has done such good stuff. Um, and he had a big um, friendship with John Candy, too. Yeah, they were really um, good friends. Like, really good friends, which is really... That's why he cameoed in oh, the first he did, too. he did, too. Uh, he also wrote um, Jaws 3, People Zero, the parody sequel. Oh, I forgot he did... He helped on Flubber, too. Yeah, he did yeah, work he on did. Flubber. I oh, like Flubber. He did the new Vacation movie. Uh, characters by okay. Uh, Look at Matt. Well, he's been Got he's been dead for yeah. God, like almost a decade. Now. Let's see, he directed or he wrote. God, look at all these movies he wrote. Yeah. Uh, National Lampoon Class Reunion, Mr. Mom, National Lampoon's Vacation, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, European Vacation. That's Weird when Science. he started hitting stride, per- dude. Yeah. Okay, so he Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, uh, European Vacation, Wicked, uh, uh, Weird Science, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller. Some kind of wonderful plane, trains, and automobiles. In a row. Yeah, no, yeah. He hit every single one of them in God. stride. It is in like I've never Uncle seen. Buck. I've oh. never seen more of a Buck. more consistent writing credit than John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, you'll never see anything it's, like it again. So I think his last good movie was Home that he wrote was Home Alone Two, and which then, is basically a rehash of Home Alone right. One. And, and Dennis the Menace I liked, but isn't that great? Um, then you have Beethoven second. I Flubber wasn't bad. I like he, he helped with the screenplay on that one. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street remake was okay. Oh, I love that one. I did too. With Mar- the one with Mara Wilson. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, you know what? He didn't have that many bad movies until the end. <laughs> yeah, he because yeah. Made in Manhattan. Oh. Jennifer Lopez. Yep. Yeah. Joe Bit Taylor. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Another drunk Just, movie. Give me one more. Give me one more. Just visiting. Strike three. He's out of there. <laughs> uh, also Beethoven's third. He, he, swung, that, he swung oh, so no, hard no, he fell out of his helmet. Characters by. Never mind. Sorry. We're saved. Save yeah. on that one. I, I was about to say, maybe Disney's just keep throwing money at him at that yeah, point. Because right. he wrote the first Beethoven. Yeah, yeah he did. All right, but anyway, that's enough on John Hughes. We do a whole John Hughes show for real. We could. We really I could. love oh, John we Hughes. Should. We should. Because I, I have a blog post that I can send you that'll make you cry. Please oh, don't. Geez. Okay, it's, yes, do it's it. It's so good. It's, about, it's this woman who is his pen pal who, oh, who no. wrote him a letter, a fan letter, when she was a kid. And he responded, and they had this, they had this like friendship over the years over this pen pal stuff, Aww. and then like he passed know, away. Yeah, and it was written the day after he died. Oh. I had this blog post. It's so why, good. Why? Why do you not send me that, but you send me Fifty Shades of Modoc? Fifty instead. Shades of Modoc is necessary. That's required. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Don't even try. I'm sending <laughs> it to you. All right, All whatever. Right. Moving on to I'm number it. six. six. <laughs> I'm gonna move this thing along. Oh, well, my next one is easy to move along because it's someone's number one. Uh, my number six is Back to the Future, so we are skipping that on this yeah. one. Um, Matt, you're number six. The Abyss. I like The Abyss. The Abyss by James Cameron is from... Again, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron Cameron really knew how to hit sci-fi notes in the 80s really well. For real. And then he kind of just made action movies in the, the 90s. Uh, one of my favorites, True Lies. Yeah. That, that movie rules. I like True Lies. But uh, The Abyss is the story of an underwater research team... I think they're oil drillers. I think they're drilling for oil. But they're in an underwater rig. Who remembers? Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't seen the movie in a bit. But they're in a rig and they have... Oil platform. Yeah, they're, it, yeah. Yeah, they're an oil platform that's by a nuclear submarine that just got scuttled like down like in a trench. 
and the SEAL team comes in and they have to recover like the nuclear launch codes and whatnot and then crazy stuff happens between one of the one of the characters and then it takes a big sci-fi twist because it's very straight it's a right. very straightforward film up, up until, until about like the hour and 20 minute mark yeah, you get more teases. than a halfway into the movie. You get some teases of some sci-fi elements, but you don't know what's going on until like the very end of the film. And it's got probably one of the most intense drowning scenes yes. in cinema history. For sure. Oh god, it's so like Ed Harris is just so good in that film. And Michael Bean is great. Doesn't I for some apparent reason I remember an interview with Ed Harris. I think it was when Painting Game was coming out, talking about the abyss and how he absolutely hates working with James Cameron now because of he, that movie. He almost drowned. Yeah. He almost drowned in the suit because there's a scene where they have to use a suit that uses like this liquid because if you go low, if you go too low in the ocean, the pressure can cave yeah. in everything. So they use liquid so it kind of uh, reinforces your lungs and your uh, extremities and whatnot. Um, so they just used it with like a fluid in his helmet. And so when you see fluid in Ed Harris's helmet, that's actual fluid and they had like 20 minutes of or not 20 minutes like 20 seconds worth of shot oh, and so they filmed and they cut and he lifted his helmet his mask up to get air and the regular went in upside down oh and no. so he took a breath in and it was all water yeah oh wow and so he cleared it out again and he took another breath in still upside down and it was another gasp of water and Whoa. so he filled his lungs up twice with water and then he had to flip the the regular, second diver yeah. came in and flipped the regulator and got it, and uh, yeah, he almost drowned. And it was—it's wow. an intense yeah. production. They, there is a great documentary on the whole film. In like, there's like a two disc set. You could probably find it at like a half price books or something. I'm sure. And it and it's just about the, the making of the abyss. Yeah, yeah, it's just about the making. What, of do you remember what it's called? Um, Offhand. No, but I could probably look it up while we're while we're doing okay. some other stuff. So I'll, I'll track that down and I'll let you know. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, so that was... Uh, My number six. Oh, number six. All right, Hyde, what's your number six? Flight of the Navigator. Yes, again, already referenced, but Man, you're no. like John Hughes over there, man. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Knocking it out of the park. 1986. Um, God. I, I count this as a Disney classic. Like, I, I... Actively, most people know that I've not grown up on Disney. Correct. This is actually a Disney movie that I've actually seen. Right. Prior to my not Disney knowledge. Exactly. Um, one of the big things that I've come to appreciate about this movie um, as I've grown up is the score. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alan Silvestri, who does the Avengers score. And did the score for The Abyss. Yep. The Abyss. And The Abyss yeah. as well. No, he's he's brilliant. He's on like the top tens oh, like, oh, of yeah. composers. He's got themes that you've heard. Oh, of course. Um, so essentially what it is is Joey Kramer plays a young boy named David who gets lost in the woods, wakes up, finds out it's been about eight years, um, and they discover it's um, because of this UFO that he's been passed out on. And okay. so um, he, when he finds his family, he hasn't aged a bit. They're overjoyed to find him. Um, Howard Hessman is in it as one of oh, the yeah, scientists yeah, 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 yeah. that help him. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yep. I like wow. Howard Hessman. Yeah, he's really good. Okay. No, help him. The, the Flight of the Navigator is great, man. Um, Once again, one of those movies, too, that technologically was really sound as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's cool. And kind of forgotten, yeah. I yep. think. And the ship looks really cool. It's oh, like yeah. a mirror. Oh, wait, there was, a, was there a remake? They were talking about doing a sequel for a while. Okay, I was looking on the Wikipedia, and there's a tag for a remake. Isn't here. Paul Rubens the voice of the... Yes, Paul Rubens in it, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. Cast. Paul Rubin uh, doc- can still go to shows, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the documentary on the abyss is called Under Pressure. Under the Pressure, ma- the making of the abyss. The abyss, excuse me. 
you know, I don't, I'm not okay with the complete blackballing of Paul Rubens. Like, I mean, come on, what did he, what did he do that was? I mean, he was, he he was. Are we, he was, are we really going to talk about I mean, this? I mean, I just want to say, like, he he was doing what one would expect someone to do in the situation. In, that they in were the situation in. he was in, like, fair enough. I'll give you that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, granted, he probably shouldn't have been on tel- children's television. But, like, he could have still been a comedic actor. But at the same time, he has made a comeback now. He yes. has been in Gotham. He had the Pee-wee movie come back. Well, thankfully. But, I'll, I mean, but always, if, but I'll if... always see him as a... Uh, Pee-wee? No. <laughs> no. Um, Terry's dad in Reno 911 in Miami. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he shows up and he's yes. like, I got that jet! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just find it so weird that people like, you know, like Mel Gibson could yep. easily come back. But that Paul Rubens had such a struggle, you know? Cause he's, but I think he's also he's also one of those people that has such a specific tone it's about one him. Note. Yeah. It's very yeah. one note. It's very one note. In not a bad way. Yeah. But I, I like Paul Rubens. He came back as Pee Wee. He did. Uh, and it was great. I love that show. And that show was fantastic. He did. Yeah. Was it Netflix? It was, was a Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. and, and he played Penguin's dad in Gotham, which yes, he, did he did a fantastic job at that as well. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but moving on to number five. Uh, my number five is uh, higher up on someone else's list. Uh, so uh, my number five is E.T., uh, super classic. Again, yeah. love E.T., but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Matt, what is your number five? My number five is going to... Go ahead, lay it on me, my dude. All right, man. My number five is 2010, the year we make contact. The sequel, the mm. very like unknown sequel to 2001. I wouldn't say unknown. I would say that, well, I don't know. Underappreciated? It, no. It's no, very it's underappreciated. Under, it is not underappreciated. So if you know oh, me... Getting that poker in yeah, there. Yeah. If you know me, I have... A strong distaste? I do not like 2001. I I can understand not liking 2001. We made, I, we made Ron watch it. Really? Oh my god. Oh. How bored was he? He hated <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it. Yeah, I absolutely. Bet. I could, I, you know what? I could probably edit that film to 45 minutes and he would like it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you could, you could cut you could cut like an hour and a half out of that film and make it great. I also, um, I also just saw on, two, on uh, uh, Reddit movie details, uh, someone uh, there's a monkey that's dabbing in the background in 2001. <laughs> so just uh, oh, Kubrick truly ahead of his time. But anyway, um, so get out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I think 2001 can start when the sh- when the movie goes Jupiter or the Jupiter mission. And you cut to the space mission with Hal, Dave, and um, other astronaut who dies later in the movie. Astronaut B. <laughs> yeah, um, Gary Oldman, uh, not Gary Oldman, um, Gary Lockwood, who plays uh, Kirk's best friend in the second pilot to Star Trek. It's just stupid, random things. Great. Anyway, um, so 2010 takes place nine years after 2001 in the, in the timeline that has been established, obviously. Right. Um, Math. <laughs> Roy Roy Schneider plays the mission director of the Jupiter mission. Yep. And he is replacing. Yeah, uh, I forget who played him in the first movie, but they yeah, the, they the dude. Yeah, it was recast. Um, who's kind of been not disgraced, but he's kind of left the program because he's been he feels really guilty about the death of the crew, and right. they get Hal's creator to join him on a mission. To, to Jupiter to recover the, the Discovery spacecraft. Problem is, their window is uh, further along than the Russians' window, and in this timeline, the Cold War never ended. So we're still in a like stalemate with the USSR, and so a behind-the-scenes 
joint mission between the Russians and the Americans happens to send the uh, Roy Schneider and the creator of HAL to the Jupiter spacecraft. And okay. it's and it's a really cool thing because of the Cold War tension. We talked about it last uh, last right. episode where everybody's bad guys was the Russians. Of course. But in this movie, they're portrayed as human beings. Like they're not the stereotypical. They're bad not guy stereotypical, Russian. and you got Helen Mirren playing the main uh, astronaut, and it's oh okay, yeah, and she's really great in this, and there's some really great effects, and she need her cuppa. <laughs> <laughs> but this, but this movie is really, really good, and if you haven't seen 2001, you can. Can you watch it without seeing 2001? Yes, because everything that happens in 2001 of note is spelled out to you in text in the first two minutes of the movie. With okay. the if if you've seen two thousand one, there are moments of black screen, but with like sounds from like like right. op, like uh, vocals. Right. That is playing while you're getting the text from the movie. So I'm like, oh, it's great, great little touch, and you get the the theme, and you get it, and it feels like a a sequel. Yeah, it like feels a real. It like... feels like an actual sequel, just done not as an art movie. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know offhand. What are, What are Kubrick's thoughts on it? I assume he hates it. Uh, I don't know actually. I just would just just. Assume. I'll, I could. I, yeah, again, I mean, I'll look that up. And... Like I mean, because I, I know he was is super was super anal about everything. Yeah, because him and Arthur C. Clarke wrote the movie together, pretty much right. based on Arthur C. Clarke's uh, novel, Correct. which my aunt's father was actually in the same room with Arthur C. Clarke while he was writing 2001. Really? Yes. Wow, that's cool. My aunt's um, father was a huge science fiction fan. My aunt's name is Deja. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's really cool. cool. Um, And they tell stories about that. But, uh, so, they actually had to change the ending to the movie because the special effects were going to be, they weren't able to nail the special effects. On 2001. 2001. Okay. Yeah, the original ending for 2001 takes place at Saturn, but they couldn't get the visual effects for the rings, so they had it just end at Jupiter. So that's just a little yeah. nugget of information. But yeah. It's, it's amazing that they weren't able to get, like, because 2001 is such an achievement. Yeah. You know, like, technically. Absolutely. I, yeah. un- understanding your distaste for the film. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about last week, I think, man. It's, just, it's like, a beautiful film to look at. Right. I just, I can You just don't want to look at it for three hours. Yeah. And yeah. I could see the, I could see the, the, the iconic shots from the movie, like the monkey with the, with the bones and the, the waitress walking upside down and, and, uh, now I, I agree with you because like 2001 is not I can't watch that movie I, all the time. I watch it's not it not a repeat. No, I watch it once every like five years. Yeah, I, it is not a not a frequent watch in the no, Hawkins household. No, absolutely no. It's, but 2010, I've actually not seen all the way through, so I need to watch it. It's it's very much a sit down and watch a movie, not sit down and experience a movie. I'll do you a solid <laughs> and I right. watch it. Yeah, no, I mean I'm really interested to see what you think because you love 2001. Right. And I... Well, I, I love Kubrick, just in okay. general. But the things that I love about this movie is it expands Hal as a character. Okay. And Hal is the most interesting part of 2001. Everything yes. with Hal in it is great. And Absolutely. everything with Hal in, in 2010 is way better. And They expand okay. on his character. And 2001, speaking of, is another movie that has just sort of lived to become parody. Like Yeah, yep. like, absolutely. So, like... A hundred percent. Even in Spaceballs, when they yeah. are transforming into the Mega Maid, you get the boom, 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 right. boom. Right, exactly. But Hyde, what's your number five? My number five is Flash Gordon. Oh, man. 
Master, <laughs> Master of the Universe. Savior of the Savior Universe. Savior of the oh, Universe. Excuse me. Good lord. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Fake Dive, fan. my Hawkman. Dive. <laughs> I don't like Flash Gordon. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I'm sorry. Movie rules. <laughs> It's, it has become Man. it has become parody. That that is, but it's parody for parody's sake. Yeah, like oh my god, like every time that they brought it up in Ted, yeah, it was great. Well, see, the problem is, is because Seth MacFarlane loves Flash Gordon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's why they've got um, Sam Jones in Ted. <laughs> that's the right. whole reason. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that don't know the story about Flash Gordon, Flash, seen Flash Gordon, right? No, Ron hasn't seen Flash Gordon. Shocker! I know. Are you surprised? Wow! <laughs> I don't even think he's seen Back to the Future. God, man! How'd Go talk get, to Ron. How did he get the jokes in Teen Titans Go? Then he didn't. <laughs> he was laughing with the kids. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> um, um, so on. Sam Jones plays Flash, who is a an American football star. <laughs> who gets picked up by a NASA scientist. But what team does he play for? Oh. Go on, because I can't. He plays for the New York Jets. No, so he's not on a team. I thought you were going to be like, oh. Yeah, he's, because he says, he's like, he's like yeah, I know. Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. I'm like, they have no idea what any of that means. Um, so there's this oh, astronomical God. phenomenon that's happening, and NASA's playing it off as nothing. But there's a doctor, um, Han Zarkov. Yes. That is like, no, we need to go fix this. This is an actual problem. So he takes uh, Flash Gordon, Sam Jones, and a travel agent um, played by Melody Anderson. <laughs> just there. <laughs> just I mean, to just to plan the, the trip. To, to pad the cast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, okay, right. Gotcha. Um, and they go to the Why planet. Watch yourself, man. <laughs> I'm go, not a fan of Flash Gordon. I'm and sorry. And they go to the planet Monko, where... Uh, this despot, Ming the Merciless. Oh, man. Um, which goes under the same vein of um, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Max von Snow. Max von Sydow, yeah. And he's... And he... Okay. The makeup... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. They did it, fantastic. It looks great. It. it looks just like... It just looks just like the character they needed to portray. Yep. Wrong way of going about it. Yep. <laughs> and he's attacking Earth because he's bored. Yeah, no, it reminds me of John Lovitz and Mom and Dad Save the oh, yeah, yeah. Save the Earth or whatever. Yeah, just yeah, I, I um, want to do it because I want to do it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Best character is uh, Brian Blessed as Prince Voltaire. Yeah. Yes. Best character in that movie, yes. My favorite character in the movie is Timothy Dalton. Oh, yeah. He's great. And they have like that fight on the the road on the on the tilting platform with the spike coming out. And like, I'm like, is it gonna like catch on fire now? <laughs> is and then we're robot gonna, gonna and then we're gonna throw scorpions on it. There's just something crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> killer. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to number four. I'm not really. I'm sorry. I just never really could get behind the whole Flash Gordon thing. Maybe because I never watched it when I was younger. I don't know. I just. I, I don't know, so it, I, don't, I don't know if it's like a thing with just like schlocky movies in general, or like what? Go ahead. <laughs> I found out what a what a um, Kubrick's reaction to 2010 was. Go ahead. Peter Hames, the director, was like, I called up uh, Kubrick to ask him if it was okay if I did. If I got his blessing, I'd do it. If I didn't, I wouldn't. And he goes, sure, go on. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sounds a hundred percent like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, it's like, well. I'm, yeah, it's like it's I'm a, gonna take a wild guess. He never saw it. I'm sure. I'm probably yeah. I, not worth his time. Yeah, yeah. But if he did, because 
to an extent, he almost didn't watch his own movies unless it was in the not, editing. Not once it was, not yeah. until it was done. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he watched it, yeah. Cool, meticulous no. dude. Anyway, go yeah. back. Sorry, but, I didn't yeah, mean yeah, to, yeah, I No, no, you're good. You're, good. you're good. I'm, I was just saying, like, with, the, with these, like, schlocky type movies, like, I find that I don't like them as much if I didn't see them before I was 20. For Kubrick? No, no, no. no, no, no like, like, Flash Gordon. Like, Flash Gordon. Like, like, these, like, you know, B-movie type stuff. I, t- yeah. I tend to not like them if I saw them as an adult. I, I, I'm... As much, I don't know if yeah. that's just me. You can't. I don't think you could do a Flash Gordon film without it being silly. Because no, I mean right. even even at this point now, like John Carter in itself, the origin of that is still kind of a ridiculous storyline. And due to poor marketing, that movie failed. But that movie was fantastic. Yeah, that movie was great. It established it. Oh, yeah. it established such a brilliant universe. And then unfortunately, they well, just... like they just they, they never marketed it. They worked. They I, changed I think... it. They changed the title. They yeah. They marketed it very wrong. Like they, they didn't very wrong. They didn't tell you what any like now everything's just like, hey, here's the entire movie. This was right. like well, we're not really gonna tell you what this is. We'll tell you Disney, who's in it. Disney kinda went, We don't really know what we have. Yeah. And it's that's right. unfortunate. And then they went with they went to back Lone Ranger instead, which obviously oh, was man. the wrong And it was no, they 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 doubled down and lost oh, both yeah. times. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number four. Um we got I have the Princess Bride. Um one of oh. my I know, I got you on that one. Yeah, um, got me. That is directed and produced by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, Wallace Shawn, Under the Giant, and Christopher Guest, who is my absolute favorite. I love Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest is great. All of his movies are wonderful. Um, I love everything Christopher Guest has ever done, um, but he doesn't have any movies in the 80s. Yeah, so. I, 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 give tip, I give this tip to people who haven't watched this movie before. Uh, always watch it the first time with the subtitles on so you know what Andre the Giant is saying. Yeah, yes. It's uh, it, yeah, but I mean you yeah. have to. He's really French. Yeah, and he's just has that giant voice. It's really hard to understand. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna go into great detail describing the Princess Bride because I think everyone's Everybody seen it. It's such has a parody. Have seen this. But Peter Falk is so good in this movie as the grandpa <laughs> reading the story. <laughs> and it and it brought back. It always brings back memories of like when my granddad would tell me stories. Like of that. course, it was so good. No, Grandpa, it's 2015. No one wants to hear stories anymore. Um, but <laughs> it's it. it's funny because like people think that that's a real book. Yeah, the yeah. Princess, because oh. but by S. Morgenstern. Yeah. Like the made-up person. doesn't exist. It's just like the person who bought that nuclear submarine. Oh, God. P.N. Gwynn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> P.N. Gwynn. Surely no one will figure that out. Jo- who, who leased this building? Joe Kerr? Joe Kerr. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. To uh, I don't need to. It's a Princess Bride. It's Come a Princess on. Bride. Yeah, Matt, right. go on. Matt, what's your number four? My number four is Aliens, and it's a, another. Yeah. We're gonna get to this point where it's like, yeah, everybody's know this one. Right? Yeah, but, except uh, that some of these movies we need to talk about. Yeah, but Aliens is. We talked about last week also. We did talk about this one last week. Aliens is great. Aliens is so good, and it, I, <laughs> I think it was the first R-rated movie I watched. Okay. I want to say it was also one of those things where. Um, I was my mom and I were driving up to New York one year, and it was the I put it on and the little like flip down TV. Right, right, right. And I was just like, I was sitting here watching Aliens. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I've got to be the only person that has put on Aliens to the watch in the backseat of a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. How old were you? I was. Oh man, I was an adult teenager. It was 2008. So I was uh, 14. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. How old were you? 24. Man, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm a kid. I know. I'm still younger than you. But yeah, uh, Aliens is great. Aliens Sigourney, is... Sigourney Weaver added so much to the character of Ripley, making her not just the 
uh, stereotypical final girl who outsmarted the bad guy, but turns her into a full-fledged, like, takes nobody's yeah. crap and just... Oh, yeah. And goes banana I sandwich mean, on pretty everybody. much after experiencing everything she went through in the first movie, yeah. And I'd... she's... She is committed to finding this girl. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, no way that she was going to not get the girl. It's fantastic. I love... I love, uh... Carrie Han as uh, Newt. Yep. She's great. Um, it always bums me out that we're never going to see the Alien 5 that Neil Blomkamp was going to do. Oh, yeah. I'd be okay with that. <sighs> Not seeing it or seeing it. <laughs> well, seeing it. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I would have loved it. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. But, yeah, Aliens is great. If like you Neil haven't Blomkamp. seen it, it was. I think this was the fr- that was the first movie that my girlfriend and I watched together was Aliens. Oh, really? Oh, and it was... Nice. It's it a was, romantic date movie. It, no, yeah. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, game over, over man! Game, game over! Oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like it's a good like snuggling up movie, and you put your arm around it. It's like I got you for the scary. But, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> you didn't realize your hand was too close. Right. Oh my god! I choked her out. Oh jeez! <laughs> All right, what's your number three? Um, four, 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 whatever. My number four. Matt already talked about Tron. Yeah, yeah. Tron's great. I mean, come on, that light cycle sequence is still great. Yeah, the Lego set. Uh, oh, I don't. <laughs> do you? How much do you need your money? A lot. Yeah, right. I got a trip coming up. Oh, that's right. You're going to New York City. I'm going to New York City. New York City. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to number three. Uh, something we haven't talked about yet. Um, Labyrinth. Um, I absolutely adore Labyrinth. Directed by uh, Jim Henson and produced by George Lucas. I'm actually kind of surprised this wasn't on your number one. Uh, come on. I know. I, 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 I know. I know. I, know. I mean. I mean it's it's a number one behind it's number three behind some bangers like I mean I I no, love yeah, labyrinth I, I, knowing your list coming up like yeah it's hard to place but I love labyrinth I really I I'm always amazed when people haven't seen this movie starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly and I watched it in David high school Bowie's codpiece <laughs> too yeah. much I, yeah I is watched it no or is it not enough I mean that depends on your uh, we, what you're looking for out of this movie? <laughs> we got to watch it in high school for character design and costume design, and so like my teacher would go through and we'd analyze every scene. Sure. And it was really cool because we got like, like oh yeah, so like when David Bowie's doing like his trick with like the mirror balls, that's like a juggler whose arm is going through like the back of his shirt, right? And is is doing it's, that without seeing it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It's insane. It's it's nuts. That movie's so cool. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. Um, but it, again, I wasn't it, a fantasy kid, so I never saw it until high school, so it's that's why you didn't appreciate it. That's why much. yeah, that's right. why I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, as a kid, man, this was like my this was my jam. Yeah, I watched this as I mean, a kid. The puppetry, the, puppets, the puppetry work is just the music. fantastic. Yeah, the, the music is fantastic. Um I I loved all the characters, mm-hmm. um, you know, the I had, lore behind the world of everything yeah. and everything. They it's set up. Great. They set up this beautiful world. Yeah. Jim it's, Henson loved doing that. Just set up all this stuff and then do nothing with it other than have a, a movie. Just, it's like, oh, cool. I could, yeah, it's no, like Dark Crystal. It's like you know, yeah. I'll talk to. You, I'll. I have a similar <gasps> that theory Netflix about that. Stuff starts soon. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah. That's I have a similar exciting. theory, but a, a movie coming up on my list about what you okay. just talked about. about we, we've got to, uh, and there's a new Labyrinth comic called Labyrinth Coronation. It's pretty good. I've heard it's good. Yeah, and there's a Labyrinth board game that's also pretty good. Uh, Dark Crystal board game is pretty good. But, Obviously, you know. if you really like Jim Henson stuff, there's yes. the Dark Crystal comics, there's the Labyrinth comics, and his uh, unfinished script, Tales of Sand, which is yes. fantastic. We've talked about Tales of Sand I, on is some it like, show. It was it in public domain? Yeah. Well, yeah, they actually turned it into a comic. Um, I forgot who had the publishing rights to it. Um, but they actually took the script and actually did painted scenes for it and oh, kind of wow. showed it off. Oh, that's it beautiful. looks... 
it was fantastic. It's actually one of my top recommended small press. We did when we yes, did our small, small press. press. That's it, it's my top recommended small press. That's, that's very cool. Was. Very cool. Yeah, really good. I love book. it when unfinished projects like that happen. And but the thing the is, is there's no actual dialogue in the book. Like everything that you do, you have to do it through the painted scenes, and they actually put the script behind the painted scenes so you can read little bits oh, of the. That's it's really so cool, beautiful. man. That 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 makes my heart sore, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that and that's one of the cool things that comics as a medium can do. Yeah. That you know you just don't get out of some other Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. Um, but moving on um, to Matt's number three, which is a repeat or going to be a repeat. It's going to be a repeat, and we'll talk about we'll talk about when we yeah. get to yours. Mine is uh, Blade Runner. Yes, absolutely. Love we'll get Blade to Runner, we'll get to obviously. that when we get to it. All right. Uh, and hi, this number three is a repeat of uh, Matt's number ten. Yep, uh, and that is the Last Starfighter. Yeah, man. Which is wonderful, and I I'm, I'm surprised again that people have never seen this movie. But again, kind of kind of a forgotten. It to a degree, yeah, and it's when you go about what, 80s. Wasn't there some news that you said there was related to so yeah. some, something the, sad? The, the last so for those of you that don't know, the last Starfighter is about this kid who plays the Starfighter video game, yes, and gets the high score and completes it, and he finds out that the game is actually a training ground to right. actually fight, fight a war, fight a space war. Yeah, um, so cool. It's such an awesome concept. Now, uh, actually, come out recently. The last fight, last Starfighter sequel idea, was going to bring back the original cast. Oh wow! Yeah, and that came out today um, from Nick Castle, who directed the original film. Yeah, and but the sequel's not going to happen. The sequel, yeah, the sequel right. scrapped. And it and it has to do with uh, the underperformance of Tron Legacy. Correct. And Man. yeah, it's and it's unfortunate because I think the you can make a last Starfighter movie. For like eighty million dollars, probably, and you cast a bunch of nobodies, but you put all the budget toward the effects, right. kind of like a Power Ranger film. Sure, you cast like one big, man. yeah, one person that people have heard. Yeah, of. you cast like your Brian Cranston role, and then you who's got... in the movie for? He's on set one day. Yeah, he's yeah. on set. He's on set and doing a green screen for yeah. Zorn or whatever, and and you get a bunch of nobodies, and you get a good script, and you make a film for eighty million dollars. I I wish that's how Hollywood worked some more because two hundred million dollar movies, you're gonna have a bad. Oh, a... Bigger battle, yeah. Bigger uphill struggle. Like Solo could have been an eighty million dollar film, absolutely. One hundred fifty million dollars at the most, but they failed. But anyway, right. so to be fair, the reason he brought this up today is actually because he's actually doing rounds for support of the of a four K reissue of the Halloween series because he was actually one of the body doubles for Michael Myers. He played the shape really? in the yeah, first film. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. So I'm a, I'm a big Halloween guy. So, so yeah, I thought that would. Oh yeah. man, I'm so psyched for this. my dude. Dude, they're teasing a new trailer at this moment. Man, I can't, I can't deal. I'm I so ready. It's... I, I'm, I, and I'm even okay with them foregoing all the sequels. Yeah. Whatever. I, and yeah. as much as Me I too. love the stupid lore, I love the thorn. I love all. We talk about that next week we, or next. Yeah, next, yeah, next week, week. Next week, and uh, we can even talk about it. Two. Are we doing a Halloween show in, in October? Uh, yeah, we're doing a Halloween movie review. Uh, can I jump on that one? Absolutely. Halloween movie and series retrospective. I can do both of those things. Uh, yeah, my dude. Oh man. All right. So uh, anyway. Um, so that's the last Starfighter. Um, moving on to my number two is Blade Runner. Um, again, a show, a movie that we've talked about quite a bit on this show. Uh, we've talked about it when we reviewed Twenty Forty Nine. We talked about it on our Philip K. Dick episode. Yeah. Um, classic film, um, based on the novel "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by Philip K. Dick. Yeah. And as a side note, I would have loved to have seen on Electric Dreams the Amazon show if they did a direct adaptation of the novel rather than Blade Runner. It'd just because it'd just be so cool be, to see because they're not be, really related. Yeah, no, and it's it's basically what character names maybe. No, not even. Yeah, not even character names. It's well, yeah, Deckard is the only yeah, character that exists. That's it. Like, but and then that there's androids. 
Andy's. Or, or, yeah, Andy's. Andy's. <laughs> they don't call him that in the movie. Yeah. You know, but um, I would love to have seen that. But no, Blade Runner um, by Ridley Scott. Yes. Um, His second movie? He Something like that, yeah. Ultra classic. Um, or third. It was like third or fourth or something like that because he did Alien before that. Multiple cuts. You know, the, 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 there's a million versions of this What's movie. your preferred cut? The final cut. Final cut is, of course, is the best cut of that film. Of course, there is something to be said for the original theatrical with the narration. How bad it is. Yeah, no. With, I en- I enjoy that, but it's not a it's not good. I enjoy it for like a noir, pulpy type of a movie. It's a completely different movie with the narration. Yeah, no. And, uh, if you don't know, there's two there's two major cuts of the movie, right? Yeah. There's the final cut, and then there's the, the original cut. And the original cut has Harrison Ford narrating. Very bored sounding because he got called in and he did not want to do it. Right, and so he just phoned it in. He sounds like he's yes. It sounds like Harrison Ford of today. Right, back in the eighties, it's crazy. Yeah, and he's narrating it sort of like a crime detective thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's it's a noir gumshoe. He's a gumshoe. I saw him sitting behind that desk thinking, "What a schmuck!" Type of cold fish. Yeah, my girlfriend calls. Well, my wife calls me that. I'm like, all right, yeah, we get it. You don't have a spouse because you know you're caught up in your work. Yeah, you catch that, but um, but yeah, no, um, it's it, the final cut is definitely the way to go. Yeah, the reason I love Blade Runner so much is it is this massive universe, right? This massive, you have off-world colonies, you have huge uh, Los Angeles in twenty nineteen or whatever, right? Tiny, tiny, tiny story. I know, and it's so. It's so gutsy to do that. The, the world, the amount of world building that was put into this to just tell a story about three replicants right. on the run—that is it, right? And like some big stuff happens, but it's such a small story, and it's so good. Rucker Howard's good. Edward James almost is good. Yeah, Rucker um, Howard's best role, clearly. But, but the Hitcher, <laughs> nah, I nah. Man. I know, I know. Well, clearly, I know. Nah, but like, man. I love, I do love oh, the Hitcher. Man. He's good in the Hitcher. But well, Hitcher's he's on good my, in Blind Fury. Hitcher's on my list next week. Okay, yeah. he's good in Blind Fury. Yeah, but no, That's I good. love I love Blade Runner so much. Um, I know we we're running along again. Yeah, um, it's, but, it's, my, but my my question is, twenty forty nine or original? I, because give me a year. I, I have to stew I've, on twenty forty nine. I've I've stewed on it enough. I own it in four K now. I've watched it twice in four K HDR. Okay. 2049. I'm, I'm 2049. 2049 is, I'm 2049. 2049 is so mind-blowingly good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't comprehend how Denis Villeneuve just doesn't have unlimited funds for anything he could ever want to do. Like, Does he not for Dune at this point? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what the budget is Is Dune, Dune even going to happen? Yeah, oh, yeah no, they Dune, cast Dune, it. No, Dune's oh, happening. They cast it. Yeah, oh, they Dune casting. is happening. But the thing, with, the thing with 2049 is it's big story... Big world too, and they kind of they kind of go the other way with it, and which is brilliant. And the, I think the best part about it is you don't get everything told to you. You find right. out with the characters, like in, mo- in some movies, you like know something going in. It's like like uh, you guys both saw Fallout, right? Mission yep. Impossible Fallout. Of course, the whole phone, like the cracked phone, and then right. hands, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if, if if he hands her the phone and you don't see her flip it over to be like a clean, not cracked phone, that that works way better. Because then you're like, oh, this reveal can be deeper. But you know things yeah, as the yeah. audience. But you find out things with the characters in, in 2049 to where you're guessing is Ryan Gosling the kid. Or, yeah. and, and, and it's handled so well. Like I was nudging my girlfriend the entire time. I'm like, oh, my God, they did that. Or, oh, my God, they didn't do that. It's it's great. It's brilliant. 
It's it's so good, man. Really? I, but, but also, but the first one, it wouldn't be here without the first one. It's iconic. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's, it's what gives you steampunk. It's what gives you the look Cyber, of cyberpunk. cyberpunk. It's Absolutely. what gives you the look of um, a lot of cowboy bebop and yes. Akira and all Ghost these, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. All these all these things have Blade Runner to thank. Yep. Oh, um, Timothy Chalamet is going to be uh, Paul. Uh, Timothy Chalamet from uh, from uh, Your Name. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's gonna be Paul. Good for him getting yeah. that big role. I know. I wonder who. Uh, he, I wonder who he beat out. I'm well, really I don't know. But he uh, he's already worked with Denny Villeneuve. He was in Arrival. Yeah. He was the brother. I have not seen Arrival. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I'll Arrival's... see Arrival next time. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so your number two. My number two. Uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Is, Fantastic. Is the best Star Trek movie made. Not my personal favorite, but it is the best made and it is Agreed. My favorite of that era. I agree. And and it and they what they could have done or what they had to do because Star Trek one was such a critic not critical, but like commercial like people didn't like it. It was slow, yeah. it was boring. What do you do? You kick the creator upstairs to your consulting uh, your consulting producer. Yep. You we say, hey it's a Star Trek movie. It has Star Trek in the title. Can we make it? And you just go, okay. And then we make a movie for like, like twelve million dollars, fifteen million dollars. Yeah, it didn't have tiny. The budget was tiny, and this is the movie that had the first digital effect or right. computer effect. It was the Genesis effect on the planet. This movie is so great. Um, I would recommend watching the original cut and then the director's cut because you add a little bit to it. There's some more character development between, like Scotty, sure. but oh man. Yeah. Is so good. No, it's great. It has that iconic ending, which they tried to recreate in the Into Darkness, which I didn't mind. I didn't either because I thought it was like, oh, I love role reversal. Yeah, how it could have gone is great. I, I like that actually. Yeah, I, I didn't love Into Darkness, but I did like I that part. Like, I, I like liked all, Into Darkness. I like Into Darkness a lot. I thought it was all right. Still I, never saw Beyond. Beyond's fantastic. Wait. Beyond is the best. Beyond, no, I did like Into Darkness. Beyond, I, I liked Into Darkness better than like Beyond. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think Beyond. Which is one the had best. which one had Idris Elba? Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, and I love Idris Elba. I just yeah. wasn't. It, I, I think you'd love Beyond because uh, Into Darkness. That was the whole thing of like, who's been in a cover crash playing, and then everyone's like, well, he's obviously Khan. Right. Stop trying and then, this and out. Like, he's totally not Khan. Oh uh, yeah, and JJ's like, ah, he's not Khan. And then the movie comes out, and he goes, yeah, we lied to you. Whoops. Yeah, he's Khan. Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson's not playing Carnage by it. Yeah, get out of here. I I don't care. I don't care. Talk about that next time. Uh, Hyde, what's your number two? My number two is the worst video game ever made. <laughs> Superman 64? <laughs> oh, that's that's a close second. Doom e. 3? E.T. 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 Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Um, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if there's much I need to say about this movie, except for the fact e. that M&M's really messed up. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, right, man. God, M&M's, M&M's missed out on a gold mine opportunity. That and you know CG guys with guns and the walkie talkies. Yep. I had not watched this movie until about a year ago. Wow, really? Okay, really? so what's that like? But so but here's the thing: I I watched it when I was a kid, but there's the scene where the astronauts coming over the hill and like they walk into the house. Right, right. Yeah, and that, it's it's terrifying. It scared the shot. crap out of me as a five year old kid, and I never watched it. Until about a year ago. Okay, so what's it like seeing a movie that is so universally loved? Oh, it's it's as an adult, it's beautiful. It makes me cry. It like, really? um, and it has to do with John Williams. Okay, John well, Williams. Oh, the score. Yeah, it's and, remarkable. And yeah, and the scene where every like 
with the you were talking about the walkie talkies and the shotguns when they fly over the the cops and whatnot, and it's just like, oh my god, he hits a chord with you, like Spielberg hits a chord with you visually. Uh, Williams is hitting you with the music, and you have the reaction of the kids, just like the, it, you feel like, oh man, they're there, they're doing this, they're, they're flying, flying their bikes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a beautiful film. It really is. It it's one of Spielberg's best. Uh, you know, it, it goes to say too, if not yeah. his best. It, it goes to say too that like that's also another one that's just been parodied a lot. Oh yeah. And for those it's, for those of you that haven't seen it, and this is one that I actually kind of I put over too. It's not as good as ET, but Earth to Echo that oh, just yeah. came out recently. I like Earth to Echo. Oh, I heard about that. Earth yeah. to Echo it's is good. fantastic. Um, David Sandberg, who's also doing the Shazam movie. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and also in the same vein. Um, uh, I'm spacing on the name of the movie, the J.J. Abrams movie. Super, Super 8. 8. Super 8, yes, thank I you. I was just about to bring it Again, up. I love Super 8 so much, and it's, again, J.J. is like Mr. Spielberg Jr. Yeah. Like that's like, he really knows what he's doing, but there's a recent picture of him with, where he's him and Carrie Russell, and he looks just like young George Lucas, and I'm like, he does oh, yeah. no! Why are you doing this? Uh, but no, I love those types of movies, and they're all uh, spun out from E.T. Yeah, have you heard of the abandoned idea for the sequel of E.T.? I know. Hor- it was a horror film. Where I'd, Elliot and the kids were going to get abducted by another alien race, and they were going to have to call E.T. to help them. Yeah, I'd see that, but that sounds terrible. It's called Dark Skies? Yeah. yeah. Dark Skies. I'd see that, but it sounds terrible. Doesn't matter. They're part of the Intergalactic Council. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but that was a long time ago. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our number ones, because it's getting late. Oh, uh, yeah, and we're going to make Hyde go first, because Matt and I have the same number one. Yeah, man. Um... Once again, nothing to be said about this. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I mean, come on. It's we skipped. I, it was on my list earlier. We it's iconic. It's 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 iconic. Ron's it made, ever seen it. It made the worst <laughs> car cool. Yes. Yeah. Who, who loves a car made out of uh, what uh, aluminum and stainless uh, yeah, steel? Yeah, stainless steel and aluminum. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot more DeLoreans now than you did when they originally came out. I saw one the other day uh, in Rosenberg, in front of the inside of uh, no uh, by Target. There's a gentleman who comes in the store and drives one. Really? And, uh, yeah. It was yeah. It was when we were about this time last year when we were closed down after the storm. He came by, and he parked. And he's like, "You guys closed?" I was like, "Well, we got the little storefront up here." And he's like, "All right, cool." And I asked him about the DeLorean. He was yeah. It's awesome. And I go, are you saying that just because it looks awesome, or are you saying that because it's awesome? He goes, it looks saying awesome. it because it looks awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they don't make them anymore. I mean, they do. The, well, the DeLorean factory remanufactures uh, DeLoreans out of Houston. They, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't, like, produce all new DeLoreans. They are. I thought they were doing, they're like, They're electric reman- ones. Okay. Mm. Okay. Or they're hybrids or something like that, but, okay. yeah. Okay. Fun fact on um, Back to the Future, Zemeckis has actually come out and said that he is interested in doing a fourth one, and so has all of the original cast. Sign me up, let's do it. That, when I, I, I was telling, I was like I was telling you guys earlier, when I saw the, the panel, I saw a little like, Q&A with them for Back to the Future 2 uh, three years ago. They were all like, I'm in, I would, I would love to do it, it would be a lot of fun, and Michael J. Fox was like, I, 100%, 100%. And apparently that's also why Zemeckis turned down the Flash movie. Really? Was because he wanted to do Back to the Future Four. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. You want a fun fact about the DeLorean? Of course. If you don't already know it, right. they yeah. had to crack the dashboard and change the speedometer because the speedometer only went up to eighty-five. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Because uh, who was it? Carter, whatever. What president was like? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 55, Carter. Fifty-five is the yeah the, the, the maximum, max. and we're just gonna put the fifty-five in the middle of the speedometer so you only go that fast. Did not work, kids. <laughs> Didn't work. All right, moving on to shared number one. 
barely making the list. Matt and I. <laughs> 1980. We just made it. Just made it. Just made it. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It could it have been any other thing. Yeah, and, and it's kind of interesting because uh, we'll go back to talk about The Last Jedi real quick. Is This movie was not well received. It was not. Nope. No. Everybody was like, what is this slow-moving, talking... Heroes are losing. Heroes right. getting their butts kicked. Right, like, exactly. down, depressing... Oh my god, like, Luke got his hand cut off, Han is frozen in carbonite. Oh, spoilers. This movie is nearly 40 years old, my dude. Ron's, Ron's never seen it. No, Ron Ron's saw it. The year Last Jedi came out. He, no, he no, saw, he he saw it Force Awakens. Force Awakens. The, the, the month before. So, the month I'm so okay. sorry. Okay. Force Awakens. Okay. Force Awakens. Oh, wow, I saw this one? He's, 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 he watched all six. Okay. The month before Force Awakens. He hated the prequels, probably. He thought they were fine. Okay. Did he like... He hated Empire. He, he thought they were all fine. Oh. He, he was like... Because yeah. if he hated Empire, man, I would have to have some words with him. <laughs> Throw some hands at him. But no, he had... Gosh, you know, he, he didn't have any strong opinions about the Star Wars movies. He really liked uh, Force Awakens because it's like, this is my Star Wars movie because this came out... When, so yeah, when you Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the, Empire Strikes Back, not directed by George Lucas. No. Nope. All the not better, even written All the better for it. Not even the screenplay was by him. And it was there fantastic. There we go. That goes to show you... What happens when George Lucas? He had this. It was story by, and then it was. Um, oh, I'm gonna blank. Uh, Larry um, Lawrence Kasdan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wrote uh, Empire, and he also wrote Jedi. But he he wanted these moments where you kind of slow down and you have character moments because if you watch Star Wars, it's very slow in the beginning. But once you get to the Death Star, you kind of just it, it's nonstop. Getting from right. set piece to set piece, you're getting from the chase to the the, the detention shootout to the the, sure. The it does. Same, it does the same thing in six too, though. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the the wrap up for that. Yeah. That story. Right. So but yeah, we have these slow moments, and I think the the reason I love Empire so much is you as a viewer learn how to be a Jedi with Luke. You learn the ways of the Force through Yoda, through right. through the screen as like you don't use it for attack. You you. It's not the Jedi way to be aggressive. You have to learn. Use your knowledge. You use your best way around the fight to win the fight. And right. I'm just like, that's so deep for a kids' film. Or you learn to love with Han and Leia. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and you and you learn and you watch this romance blossom between the princess and the scoundrel of all people. Right. And exactly. It's, and it's brilliant. And you see everybody separated. And like, three PO sad about not having R two around. And R two is getting like dropped it's and thrown like, out of a swamp. Yeah, and, and eaten. it's great. And, like. This movie is so beautiful, and in uh, the music, it's the best soundtrack in any Star Wars film. Yeah, you have the Imperial March, you have uh, all the stuff on Hoth, you have the opening, you have everything that happens in this film. You you could the asteroid chase is my favorite. Absolutely, you have all this music. Absolutely, both of you are gonna slam on me, so I'm not even gonna say what, my go comment. Ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> you got the best bounty hunter in this movie. Shut up. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't, is in this movie. You're right. I mean, okay, I don't like Boba Fett, but I understand why he has a following. He's a cool character. He's no, he's, I, I don't understand why he has a following. I, I mean, he looks cool. Other than that, what? He gets shot by a blind guy, falls in a hole. He doesn't get shot by a blind guy. A blind guy knocks him into his back, whatever. into his jetpack. Right, whatever. But anyway, yeah, close but, enough. But this movie is just so no, it's beautiful. iconic and yeah. it's and it's the best Star Wars movie. Yes, it, my number two is Last Jedi. I know that's kind of. Nope, that's the proper response. Yeah, it's Empire I mean, Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, and then, I don't care if like Phantom Menace is your number two. I don't care if Phantom Menace is your number one. I don't care if Attack of the Clones is up there. 
you can like whatever you like in whatever order you like. Right. I don't care. I just love that you're watching the films. Right. Just like, yeah. Like I can like you, you if you ask me what do I think about Attack of the Clones, I will bash the oh, crap I, out of the yeah. movie. But I'll defend some things in it. Right. And I'll and I'll be like I hate it. Defend the sand that Anakin but the, hates. But the memes. It's such the memes I, are so good. I'm, oh god. <laughs> And you're lucky I don't have that like good arm length. I would just <laughs> smack you upside the head. Most people would. Yeah, man. He's rough and irritating. Yeah, gets everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, god, but I, I got the arm length to smack both of y'all. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but I, I, no, I'm really glad that Empire is remarkable. Yeah, and it's. it's I mean, it's. I mean, if anybody disagrees, is that it's the best Star Wars movie? It's they're wrong. Sorry. I mean, you can yeah. you can have your own opinions, but like like your favorite, yeah, but your the favorite, best. I think like objective quality yeah there's a there's a documentary called empire of dreams where it talks about the making of the original trilogy on netflix uh no but if you want to borrow it i could i have it it came with the the dvd set in 04 okay and uh urban kirshner talks about how like he's like i wanted to slow it down larry he's talking about lawrence kazan's like larry slowed it down with me and we we wanted to feel the emotional the emotional responses from everybody and it's just like you didn't you don't do that with a kid's film you don't do that with a film that was made for toys Right, exactly. And it was so... It, it was gutsy. It was, completely. <clears throat> what? I knew I forgot something. What? did you forget? For one of my top ten sci-fi. What'd you think? Transformers the movie. Oh, that, that's Fair a good enough. choice, that's too. That's pretty good. I mean, that's talk about, talk about something mention. that, like, gutsy. Kill, kill, yeah, kills everybody. a childhood. Oh, yeah. man. Honorable Optimus Prime dies within the first, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, no, no, I like <laughs> Ironhide. <laughs> All right. Starscream's dead. Oh my god, Megatron's out. Galvatron? What? Who is this guy voicing this giant planet? He sounds drunk. <laughs> um, but if you think we left, if we left anything out of these lists, make sure you come into uh, Sugarland, Westheimer, Clear Lake. Talk to us. Let us know. Yeah, what man. do we forget? Or disagree with our placement? Let us know. Just don't um, yell at us. All yeah, right. Just don't yell. Just don't yell. I'll Especially yell back. about Star Wars. We'll yell at you. Well, uh, I won't. I won't yell at you. I'm but... never going to yell at anybody about Star Wars. I'm going to have deep discussions about Star Wars. That will sound that's a, like that's yelling. That's a lie. It's, I'm that, probably going to yell. That will sound like yelling. And and we might judge you after you leave. If you're, that's fine. If you're out here being foolish about The Last Jedi. Just saying. All right. Um, I can see people's problems with it, though. That's fine. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But uh, anyway. There's a lot of mayonnaise in the film. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for downloading us. And if you want to submit your... Um, your top ten list for next week. We might be yeah. able to read it on air. It is a uh, horror, horror uh, films. top ten eighties horror. Send it to us on Facebook. That'd be the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, so or bring it in directly or, to. Or bring it in directly. To actually, any of the locations. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah well. I'll bring it up. I can if you want to bring us transfers. A, bring in a handwritten list. Well, you'll be here, so. Yeah, I know. Bring in a handwritten list. We can, we can read it for you next week. But we recorded both these on the same day because Matt's going to be in New York City. New York City. Yeah, I'm. I'm right. going to have a good time. My girlfriend and I are just having a nice little vacation. That's kinda awesome, man. Kind of just get away from things are you for a bit. See Predator in New York. Uh, we might see it the day before we leave. Okay. So you leave on Friday, right? Yeah, we leave we leave on the fourteenth, so I could probably see it Thursday night. Okay, cool. And so Alright. Well thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all of your support. I'm Matt. And I'm Hyde. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.